Hi, uh, my name is Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell. I'm an emergency physician in Boston at Boston Medical Center. I'm really excited and happy uh, and honored to be here today to talk to um, everybody out there. Um, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Allie Gibbs, um, and we'll be talking uh, together um, about what we're doing in this time. Um, speaking for myself and the city of Boston, um, I'm really um, so honored and in such admiration with the way the city and all of the health uh, systems have come together to really um, um, help the citizens of Boston and the people in the state of Massachusetts to, um, to remain safe, to be healthy as much as they can, and to care for the people who are sick. Um, and my good friend and colleague, Dr. Allie Gibbs, who's also an emergency physician, is in Denver, um, where she's doing a fellowship in um, palliative care. And I'm wondering, Allie, if you can talk a little bit about what you're doing there, what palliative care does, and um, how, how it's also helping uh, the call to unite. Thanks, Liz. I'm really honored to be here, too. So palliative medicine, just to take a step back, is a form of specialized medical care for people living with serious illness. And it's a type of care that's really focused on providing symptom relief and relief from the stress of serious illness. And our goal in palliative medicine is to improve quality of life for patients and families. And so in the setting of COVID-19, palliative care, just like emergency care, is really critical to our ability to take care of patients, not only medically, but also as whole people. And so our expertise in symptom management and in skilled communication is really important to the care of all of our patients who are coming in, not only with COVID-19, but our patients who are continuing to come in with all the other medical problems that happen in our normal day-to-day -day lives. So during this particular moment, I've been lucky enough to be kind of at the interface between emergency medicine and palliative medicine, meeting patients in the emergency room and starting these conversations about who they are as people and how we can make sure to attend to that going forward. Like Liz, I've just been so struck by how our health systems and the communities around them have come together to answer this moment that is so full of uncertainty with a sense of uh, community and caring and overwhelming compassion for one another. Liz and I are actually here because in addition to our medical work, we have come together as friends and colleagues over the years because we both love to write. And just like palliative medicine helps me see patients as whole people, writing is also one of the ways that I think both Liz and I have come to see our patients and ourselves as whole people and has been something that in addition to going into the hospital and taking care of patients, has provided us with a sense of purpose and a form of processing during this really strange and scary time period. And Liz, I know you've been writing a lot during this time, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that's been like for you. Well, you know, it's been really interesting, Allie. I find, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've, I have found many, many people are turning to writing during this time. And I think it's because, um, it's such a sort of world his changing historical moment for, for us. I feel like we're living through history right now. 
And I think with social media and all the different outlets there are now for people to express themselves, more and more people are writing. And maybe they always did in history, but we just didn't see it. And uh, in the journals now, I'm seeing in the New England Journal and in uh, you know, online blogs, online um, newspapers are printing a lot of creative or outlet type um, narrative writing that expresses how people are reflecting on what's going on right now. And I think that's what you and I have always shared about medicine. I mean, it's not just this moment, but we've always done that. And it's so amazing to see so many people who are, who are doing it actually. And I think realizing the benefit of it, you know? I think it's a, a wonderful connector in this moment when we're all siloed in our own spaces, you know, you're in your home and I'm in my home and yet we're able to express these common feelings and feel heard in that way and feel connected in that way. And Liz, I also happen to know that some of your writing has recently made it onto a bigger platform. Liz, for everyone who's joining us, was just published in the New York Times with a really beautiful poem that she wrote about this moment and about what it means to be a doctor going into an emergency department that is a totally changed space from what we're accustomed to. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I wrote that poem when um, uh, it was after about a week of shifts and it was the first time I'd ever donned and doffed PPE. And it was such a, a amazing experience. It was just so unreal and kind of uh, um, so unlike any medical event I had ever experienced before. And it was such a different way to practice medicine. It was somewhat frightening in some ways. And it happened actually the day after a series of shifts when I had been donning and doffing, um, watching videos, making sure I was doing it correctly. And I was out for a walk and it was a beautiful spring day and flowers were blooming. And I thought the world feels like it's completely shifted. I, I, but on the same, in the same way, the world is the same. I mean, flowers are still coming up in the spring. And so I, somehow, you know, that whole dichotomy of all the things that were changing and all the things that were the same sort of came together in this poem. Which I'm hoping you will read for us, if that's okay. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, um, this poem, which is called the, the, uh, the Apocalypse, which is how I was feeling that day, that this was somehow an apocalypse. This is the apocalypse. A daffodil has poked its head up from the dirt and opened sunny arms to bluer skies. Yet I am filled with dark and anxious dread as theaters close, as travel ends, and grocery stores display their empty rows where toilet paper, liquid bleach, and bags of flour stood in upright ranks. My stomach twists and fingers shake as I prepare to work the battleground. The place I've always loved and felt at home is now a field of droplets sprayed across a room or lurking on a handle or a sink to find their way inside our trusting hands or mouths or eyes. The ones that touch you when you're sick speak soothing words and seek the answer to your pain. This is the apocalypse as spring begins again and brightly colored flowers deploy in my backyard. The neighbors walk their dogs and march along the quiet streets. I stretch my purple gloves on steady hands. I tie my yellow gown behind my back, my hair inside a blue bouffant, my eyes and nose and mouth 
are still and calm inside their waiting shields. This is the apocalypse. I've read that poem a number of times now and it still strikes me every time. I'm just wondering, I know you wrote that poem weeks ago at this point, and I wonder what that feels like reading it now and what kind of space you're in now. Yeah, it's, um, it's when I wrote it, I, it was, I had a feeling of dread about going to work. And I have to say like many things, I feel like I've adapted. Um, and now when I don and doff, I actually feel very comfortable. It's, it's funny, it's become um, sort of commonplace, but it does, you know, and now it presents different um, feelings in me. So, so now I feel like this mask, it's so hard to communicate with people when you have layers and layers of, of uh, clothing and shielding on. So, you know, I sort of moved from being afraid and being uncomfortable with it to feeling how, um, how difficult it is to actually be a good physician with all of this stuff on and how much it's changed the practice. Um, so, I, you know, that's, that's been sort of the biggest thing I've noticed. Um, I, the other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about the reaction to the poem, which was quite surprising to me. Um, that poem appeared online for the New York Times. And at the end of the poem, the, the, um, the reporter had written, please respond with a poem. And the amazing thing was all of these people wrote, I, I went and checked on it about two or three days after it appeared. And I think over 80 people had written poems, their own poems. So I thought that was quite amazing actually in the power of how writing and poetry can affect so many people. And I think, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I think that was the note that both of us, as we prepared for this, we're hoping to end on. For us, this has been a moment to come together and to come together by putting our words down on paper. And we hope for even those of you who might not think of yourselves as creative or might not think of yourselves as writers, we would encourage you to give it a shot and to see what happens if you sit down and give yourselves 10 dedicated minutes just to write without editing your feelings, without going back to see if it sounds good or looks good and see what comes out on the page. And we hope that that's useful for you. Allie, I think you have some suggestions for things people might actually write about. I do. Um, one of our ideas is to write a letter to someone. And I would encourage you, if you do that, to describe life right now without explicitly talking about the pandemic. That's actually a prompt I had been given in a class recently that I found really meaningful. And then the other idea is just to have a free write about masks. Start with that idea and then sit down and put your pen to paper and see what comes out. So we, we um, Liz, this is always it's such a pleasure to talk to you about oh, any, any of this stuff. And we hope that this provides something for other people to uh, try on and see if it fits during this time. And, and even if it doesn't feel like it fits, you may, you know, you may feel better. It may really help you with, you know, whatever your feelings are, just to put them out there on paper. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.